Welcome in everyone, episode 2 of Taurus Talk Podcast here at the SG Taurus Company. Once again, Matt LePan coming to you with my co-host Kevin Ronigan. Kevin, episode 2, we made it through to it. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is company culture today. And we're going to bring back, we teased this on the last podcast for all of you that listen, we're going to bring back in our CEO, Matt Bedard. Matt, episode 2, you've been on both. This is a pretty good run so far. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. We'll let you back maybe one more time. We'll see. We'll okay. see how you do today. All right. Sounds good. I'll try hard. Like I said, we teased last time that today we're going to be talking company culture. Um, this is something that in your role as CEO of the company, you've really worked to build. You've worked to implement this and you've worked to keep the culture going. We have five core values within the company that really kind of defines what we want as a culture, what we want our salespeople, our regular employees, everyone to kind of live by. And and Matt, what are those five core values? And can you talk about how you came about those five? So before I talk about the the five core values, when when we think about culture in its simplest form, I think it's simply the the Taurus way of doing things. So how do we go about business? We decided that it would be important to get our hands around what the core values are of the business to support the Taurus way of doing things. And we came up with five. And they are respect, or whatever it takes, attitude, attention to detail, continuous state of self-improvement, and a sense of urgency. Now, you could take a look at those five core values, probably put them up against any company and say, yep, those fit. One of the things that we wanted to do is make sure that we didn't just introduce core values to the organization, have them be poster on a wall, people look at it, it looks nice, but it doesn't mean anything. The way we came up with them... Uh, Stephen Torres and I and a few of the other officers went through an exercise that we found uh, out of a book called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. And he talks about the importance of culture, the importance of core values. And he simply says, if, if you had an opportunity to put your best people on display to someone from another culture, and he calls his exercise the mission to Mars. So if you were to put your best people on display to someone from Mars... They don't understand our language. They don't understand anything about us, but they could just witness people in action. What would they see? Well, we thought about that exercise and thought about our people and thought about the reason customers choose to do business with us is quite frankly because of our people. So who are our best people and what do they do that's different? How do they differentiate themselves? What habits do they have? From those discussions, those five core values were identified. We could have come up with different labels for them, but that's what we decided on. And then we rolled it out to our organization. And to make it stick, we decided that that's what our performance appraisal process would be based on. So every year, just like most companies, we have a performance appraisal review. And the managers simply take a look at those five core values and they rate each employee on their behavior against those five core values. The employee gets an opportunity to rate themselves against the core values. They have a discussion about that. They identify gaps and then they move forward. So it's been a pretty good process for us thus far. You can't force culture on people. So what's the right way to go about getting adoption of this? I know you just talked about the review process, which kind of makes people at least think about it every day. But this is an important part of who we are. And and how has it been so successful here at Taurus? Well, I think it's always a work in progress. That being said, I encourage managers to, first of all, highlight when they see the core values in action. That's one thing. Secondly is, it's an easy fallback position on managing change. So if a manager approaches me with some frustration on a particular employee's behavior or or performance, I'll ask some questions and say, okay, what's the behavior and which core value are they not in line with? And when the manager has that coaching discussion, it should simply be, you know, employee, 
one of the reasons that our customers choose to do business with us instead of the competition is because we have a sense of urgency. And when you show basically a lazy attitude, you kind of mope around, you drag your feet, that's not a sense of urgency. And that customer is going to see that, probably not going to want to do business with us. So that's one way we, we implement. Another way we, we try to drive it is we developed three or four years ago the Samuel G. Taurus Award, and that is given to the employee who best exemplifies the core values in action each year. What's nice about this award is we give an opportunity to all of our employees to nominate their peers to be recognized. And then senior management takes a look at the nominations and determines who's the most worthy candidate. And then we present that award which is a financial reward, as well as a nice clock with their the name on it. And um, in our main office, we have a plaque um, with a picture of Sam Torres, our founder, and the Samuel G. Torres Award winners are listed on, on that plaque. So it's another way of reminding people that that's what we're all about. And any discussion I have with a group of employees, I bring it up to the point where um, I get some eye rolls sometimes and I get some good-natured jabs, which is fine because that means they're getting it, they're starting to understand it. And in your many years of, of coaching and, and managing employees, what is typically the hardest part of getting folks to adopt a culture? Getting by the fact that it is, a, it is labeled a culture sometimes. People, why do we have to call it anything? That's just the way we do things. And if people say, well, that's just the way we do things, that's great. When we communicate to our employees how we develop the core values, and we talk about the fact that Stephen and I and other, other leaders in the company sat in a room and we each picked an employee that we thought exemplified core values, and we, we shared you know, stories about those employees. Chances are that the employee might have been one of the, the people that we were discussing, and maybe it's going through their mind like, oh, they were probably talking about me because I do that. We don't have to drive the culture that way. The culture is driven by the employees. It's by their behaviors. And if I always encourage um, our employees to hold each other accountable for the core values. So it, it, it could be peer-to-peer. It could be manager-to-employee. But, you know, if you're seeing somebody that's just, you know, not adhering to the core values, call them on it. Let them know that, you know, I don't, I don't pay our employees. Our customers pay our employees. And, and the ones who recognize that realize that, you know, they have a stake in the game and everything they do counts. And if they can hold each other accountable, then the core values are just habit and second nature. Now, we have the company core values throughout all the branches. We have nice posters that were made up. But... This didn't happen overnight, as you mentioned. You guys, you all met in a room, management met in a room, and put these together. When you rolled out these new core values, did you kind of get any pushback? You know, it's not a, an easy thing to change the culture of a company and kind of highlight the culture of a company overnight. Did you face any pushback? And if so, how did you deal with that? How did you change some of the core values in order to meet the needs and meet the feedback from the employees within our company? Because we're, we're very transparent about the process, uh, the pushback was minimal. So when you let people know this is how we arrived at labeling the core values, people got it. Now, some companies will poll their employees and get their viewpoints and then work really from the bottom up. We worked from the top down, but we worked in a way that really looked at it from the bottom up. We looked at it from the ground level, looked at it from what the customers see, what do they find most important what behaviors to the top employees bring to the table that caused the customer to choose us over the competition. So that is really bottom up. We just put the labels on it. And you could, you know, you could say, well, you know, you didn't have this particular label. You didn't have ownership in there. Okay. Well, yeah, ownership's in there because ownership's part of respect. And ownership's in there because ownership's whatever it takes attitude. 
And ownership's in there because a continuous state of self-improvement and intentionally ownership's everywhere in there. So that might be a core value of, of somebody else's company. It's kind of the overriding theme across all of our core values. You talked earlier a little bit about the review process and how these core values are at the center of that. How has that been accepted by the employees here at SG Taurus? Really well. You might guess that in, in a lot of companies, the review process itself is kind of an agonizing process. Uh, managers don't like to do it. Employees don't like to be part of it sometimes. My feeling is that there should be no surprises during a formal review. That ongoing discussion should be taking place every day, every week, every month throughout the year. The once a year time you have to formalize it is really just review what you've been talking about all along. The simplicity of it has been very, very well received. It doesn't take a long time to rate yourself on the four, five core values. It doesn't take a lot of time for the manager to, to rate you. And it's just a matter of making sure you're on the same page. Very seldom do we see big gaps when the manager is having good, healthy discussions throughout the year. We'll see gaps when there's zero communication and somebody gets blindsided. And that's a coaching opportunity. And our director of employee development, Carla Willett, does a terrific job of helping managers through the process because as we've grown, it's been a change for people. And we have a lot of managers that grew up within the company. And this is all they've ever known. So they knew SG Taurus when they were 20 employees or 30 employees. And a performance appraisal process wasn't a big part of their thought. Well, now it has to be. We've also found that employees like feedback. As much as we think it's an arduous process, they do like feedback. So I host a, a weekly luncheon with small group of employees, which I just started 15 weeks ago, actually. And I asked them if they had an opportunity to run the company for 90 days, what would they do differently? And great ideas, great feedback. And we also have just an open discussion of what they like about working at the company and what they'd like to change. It's very evident that employees really thrive in an environment where they're getting constant feedback. And I think that's something we have room to improve on all the time, which is to let our companies know, how, our employees know how much we appreciate them and what a great job they're doing because without them, we, w we wouldn't exist. And this set of core values and this culture that we've created, how does that translate to personal development? And we've got Carla in the mix to kind of get people on a, on a track per se but where do these core values play into helping us grow within the company? So when another way that we took a look at the core values as part of performance appraisal is we rate each on a scale of one to five. We also encourage the ranking of the core values. So which core value do I feel I'm best at? Which core value do I feel that maybe I'm not as great at? When you force rank it, you have to have one at the top, one at the bottom. Well, that one at the bottom usually is the um, opportunity for employee development. Maybe it's continuous state of self-improvement, and then employee realizes, you know, there are courses available that I can take either online or within the company, or I can go outside the company. And this year, um, I didn't take any courses. So I feel like I'm learning a lot, and I learned on the job, but did I go that extra? And that's an opportunity for the manager to avail the, the courses to the employee and let them know what opportunities exist if, they, if they're not aware of it. And to help set goals around that continuous state of self-improvement goal. Now, something that I think both of you really can speak to this that I've kind of, since I joined the company, marveled at is when you have everybody in a confined room, in a confined building, very easy to update people on the culture, on the core values, on all that stuff. We have sales folks, we have our TMs out on the road that Kevin and, and Paula deal with. We have different branches and different 
just different people all over the place that you deal with. Like you said, you go to these lunches, and they can be anywhere from Hudson, New Hampshire, to on the Cape, down Rhode Island. How has it been that between yourself, Stephen, other parts of management, and Kevin, Paula, that you've been able to spread this culture outside of just the walls in Wilmington? So keep in mind that when we came up with the core values and the culture, as I said, it's really the tourist way of doing things. And all we did was take a look at the great employees we have and the great things that they're doing. So yes, we're spread wide across the region, but that behavior is also spread wide. So it's really just make sure that we are highlighting the behavior that we want to see happen every day and make sure that they become the leaders in the organization, the people who are exemplifying those core values, and that the people who are in the company um, for the, you know, let's say new month or two, that they're witnessing that behavior and they say, okay, that's the tourist way of doing things. So it's not really a case of trying to spread it as much as a, a case of highlighting it and making sure that everybody realizes that's why we're successful and that's what we have to do to continue to be successful regardless of which branch you're in or if you're in the in the main office, no matter where you are, that's the way we do things. Yeah, absolutely. And I know those core values are no secret. I think something that really impressed me even when I was applying for the job is that the core values are part of the job description. It's what's expected of you from the day you begin here. And so I think to have that from the very get-go and then to have a leadership team that takes it to the next level and really ensures that everybody's on board is the key to success there with, with getting everyone on, on top of it. You bring up the, uh, the interview process, Kevin, that you went through and, and Matt, you went through. And like you said, it's part of the job description. I try to sit in on as many interviews as I can. When I come into the interview, I don't ask about experience. I don't ask about you know what the, the big successes were. I don't ask about the goals. I talk about culture, and I simply talk about the core values. And usually I'm reiterating it because the manager already covered it. I just want to highlight for the potential employee that that's how we do business. And if that's the way, if you can buy into that, you'll thrive here. If you have any concerns or hesitation about any of those core values, which I couldn't imagine anybody would have. But if you just don't feel that in your gut that that's the right thing to do, then maybe that's not the right fit. I know for me personally, whenever I interview someone, these core values seem to stick right away. Do you find that to be true with people you talk to as well? I think some more than others. Um, I asked a question at one of the lunches recently what the most important core value was. And, and quite frankly, I don't uh, rate them to say what's more important than the other. Um, but I was asked this particular question um, on, a, on a podcast that I did that you referenced um, in a previous podcast, Matt. You know, what do I feel is the most important? I wouldn't say it's the most important, but it's the foundation that's respect. And that's the answer I received at the lunch with you. So if you, if you put respect to the foundation, you know, the others will be solid to follow. So I do think that they stick. We, I came up with a hokey way of remembering the core values. And it's a typical uh, use of New England phraseology. And it's really wicked awesome customer service. And if you think about that, if you think of the first letter in each of those words, it spells out our core values. So the R for really is respect. The W in wicked is whatever it takes attitude and so on and so forth. So if you remember really wicked awesome customer service, which is what we thrive to, to provide every day, then chances are the core value is going to roll off. Now, some people do struggle. They remember it and then they'll try to figure out which one it is. But as long as they're thinking about it, that's the important thing. Yeah, we're, we're going to need to get somebody in here with a, a thick Bostonian accent to say that. <laughs> I don't think any of us really have that thick accent. We're going to have to find somebody in the company with that thick accent. Kevin laughs being from Oregon, right? He thinks yeah. my he thinks my accent's <laughs> thick, and, and I've worked on it not being so thick. But I think we could find somebody that might uh, might do it justice. Yeah, and as we talk about this, uh, how does another company that might be listening to this apply it to their 
culture? How do they adopt it? We're not saying this is the only way to do it, but it's a, a way that's worked for us. And so how does somebody listening today take this and, and apply it to their own situation? Well, if they take a look at the organization as it exists, there is a culture already. You might not call it something, you might not have labels for it, but there is a culture. And if they highlight the, the positives of that culture uh, and start there, you know, again, we use the Mission to Mars um, exercise. They could poll their employees. They could have small group discussions. Bottom line is to highlight what the expected behavior is. Highlight whatever company's name is. For us, it's the Taurus way of doing things. So highlight it's your way of doing things. This is what we're all about. Because then you can, you can manage very freely in that environment, right? When someone's out of line, you can say, that's not what we're about. Okay, it's no different coaching in sports, right? That's not us. At the same time, when you see it, it's got to be, you know something, that's an example of us in action right there. And you highlight it. And, uh, you know, Kevin, maybe you, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, your work with the newsletter and where that can be highlighted. Sure. So one of the things we uh, just recently started doing was a company newsletter. And it's short and sweet. But the whole focus of it is to take a look at our employees across the board and see who's doing things the right way and really just giving them a moment to shine. Uh, it may be just a simple one or two sentences in a photo, but it is that employee recognition piece of it. And, uh, you know, it reiterates to everyone else, hey, we notice this stuff. You know, we see you guys out there following the core values to a T and we appreciate it. Yeah, but at a recent lunch, I asked the question about core values. I said, you know, we, we have the core values posted on, on posters throughout the company. You'll see it in the newsletter. You'll see it referenced. And I asked the, the, the employees that were at that lunch. I said, but is that really us? And none of them hesitated. They said, oh, that's us. It is. Yep, that's us. And they weren't saying, I didn't think they were saying it to, to provide lip service, quite frankly. I think they do believe that. And I think that they felt comfortable holding each other accountable for it. And that's really the key, is that, that people hold themselves accountable for it. They hold each other. Managers hold employees accountable for it. It's embedded, and it becomes second nature. Now, it doesn't happen overnight because you're adding labels to something that might have been there already, but it is important that people buy into it and understand it. All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Two weeks in a row we've had a great discussion with you, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk company culture, and hopefully some of our dealers out there that are listening kind of apply the Taurus way and make it their own way. My pleasure. You guys are crushing this, so I look forward to listening to more. Thank you very much, Matt. And for those who want to listen to previous podcasts and all of our podcasts in the future, you can hear them on Wednesday afternoons. They're going to be put up on our company website. You can go to sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts, or you can find it on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. It'll be shared on all those. And hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll be on things like iTunes, Spotify, and all that. We'll keep you updated on that. But until then, we want to thank you for tuning into Taurus Talk. We'll see you next week.